1: It's Sal Capaccio
2: filling up right behind
3: the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey 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 hey. hey, hey. hey, hey. Let's go Buffalo! Chant on
1: WGR Sports Radio hey, let's go 550. Go
0: we are rolling through a New Year's Day edition of Buffalo Football Monday here on WGR. Glad to have you along for the ride uh, with us today. Football Monday, by the way, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Mike show has the day off today, along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog. Happy to welcome Sal Capaccio to the West Hur Hotline. Sal, happy New Year, Merry Christmas. I trust all is well in Capaccio Land.
3: Yeah, it's good here. It's good here. It's a Buffalo Victory Monday. We're working on New Year's Eve. I mean, I'm sorry, New Year's Day. We worked right. on New Year's Eve. So, right. you know, but it's it's better to be working and,
0: <clears throat> excuse
3: me, talking about this and transferring, a, you know, AFC East Division Championship than the alternative, I guess. But Happy New Year to you and your family and, of course, to all the listeners.
0: Appreciate that very much. So, what like the takeaways yesterday right i mean it's another one of these games that we all probably out here thought would look easier and feel easier uh, than it was and it ended up being somewhat of a struggle not as much of a Mm. nail biter as last weekend in in la was uh with with the charger game uh but still um kind of fits and starts especially in the first half for the offense like what what were your what were your takeaways on the game yesterday
3: yeah, I mean, just another game where they allowed a team that they shouldn't have allowed to hang around, and they did. I thought they pretty much after the opening kickoff and they started getting the turnovers, I thought the Bills were in control most of the game, but not to the point where they couldn't let it slip away, and that was what right. was concerning. They almost let it slip away again, and we know what happened last time. They played the New England Patriots, and you know they took a lead, and then New England wound up winning, and you had a little bit of that kind of queasy, eerie feeling going on until the Bills kind of sealed the deal at the end there with that run um, and that drive, I should say. But, yeah, um, yeah I thought the offense struggled against a defense that was down, um, undermanned, secondary especially. That said, it's a division matchup. It's Bill Belichick. Yeah. They've done some nice things recently. I think the Patriots have found their footing a little bit. They're still playing good defense. Um, The Bills should have played better, though. They didn't play as well as they, sh- they could have. Uh, they didn't play a clean game offensively. I thought Josh was off. I thought the offense, the passing game, especially, just hasn't didn't find a rhythm, um, but they found a way to win. That's what matters, and you know here we are in week eighteen.
0: And they may, and Allen, for all the struggles the passing game had, especially in the first half, uh, there were a couple of big third down throws on that final drive, and then of course he you know sealed it with the run himself. So they did they did get plays that that helped them win the game with offense, but yeah, it was just a little you know just a little uneasy. Uh, is how I would describe watching the game. I, I agree with your assessment. I, I didn't feel like there was a big threat, but then you look at the scoreboard and go, like, I don't know, one play, you know? It's, it's one of those games. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, that, so, that, that's right. I agree. And, you know, um, there were definitely things and times in that game where, you know, you got a little bit uneasy, uh, but I kept looking and going, all right, they still need to. Score twice here, and then they did. Like, well, you okay? The Bills—they could put together a drive, things like that. You know, the opening kickoff—you know—that happens. And you're like, oh, geez, here we go, right? You right. Know, you're giving a team life that has nothing to play for, really. You know, that's the scary part about it. Same thing that happened with the Chargers. The longer you let the Chargers hang around. The more they're like, okay, let's go win this thing. They're not looking to go home for Christmas uh, and pack their stuff up. The more you let the Patriots hang around, they're like, let's go win this. They're not looking to get on a plane and go back home and finish out the season against the Jets. So that was the dangerous part about it. But you know, at the end of the day, the Bills did what they had to do, and you know, it's not, it's not predictive or indicative of how they need to play next week. Right? That I always say that to people. You know that. Like every game is different. Every game has its own DNA. Every game. Um, you know, matter how you play one week has really nothing whatsoever to do with how you play the next week. I mean, we saw the Miami Dolphins put up 70 on the Broncos and then come to Buffalo and put up 20 and get completely hammered. And you know, this can happen in the NFL. So yes, there are issues that they need to work through, but next week's a new week and it doesn't mean that anything they did this week is going to carry over or they'll play any better or any worse.
0: Yeah, re- really, all it does is make us feel better, even though the inverse right. of what you just said is absolutely true. Like They, they could have looked great yesterday and thrown for 380 yards, Yep. and Diggs could have gone off, and we'd be all like, oh, bring on Miami. But in the reality would be, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just that's another right. another week. It's, that's how it goes.
3: Well, it's the um, same thing. That, that That's exactly the, the example would be the Cowboys few weeks ago and then the following week you go to LA and it looks nothing similar against a lesser opponent right? right so that's right um you know so now all it is is about this week getting as um you know getting back on track as much as they can at practice figuring out you know what went wrong why it went wrong making sure those things don't happen and preparing for a totally different opponent with a totally different approach
0: right you know, I wonder what your what your takeaway would be on Allen. Like, I mostly, say, like, we get lost in the weeds of the schematics a lot, right? The coordinator and you know, you targets for this guy and this play call and that play call. I just felt, simply put, Allen wasn't sharp. He just, did, for whatever right. reason, didn't have it, even though the conditions. I, it, it was so off to start the game that I, I like, at one point looked out my window like, okay, it's not windy here. Is it windy there? And then right on cue on the broadcast, it's like wind is not a factor. I'm like, okay, what is going on? Because I didn't see, um, you know, we we can't know about miscommunication and whether guys are, you know, a few, you know, uh, just a foot or two off of their spot or where he expects them to be and that kind of stuff, the precision stuff. Um, And and New England got some pressure, um, but mostly I would just say, the biggest problem the offense had was that Allen wasn't sharp.
3: I agree, but only to a point when it comes to just Allen. Let me explain what I mean is. I don't think, I don't think you're wrong at all. I thought Allen himself was more off against the Chargers than he was <clears> against the Patriots. I felt the entire offense was more against the Patriots than they were against the Chargers. And What I mean by that is, to me, Allen missed throws against the Chargers. Like clean out missed them. He was off the first play of the game to Stephon Diggs. He was off another play to Diggs. Um, later on in the game, he was just off. And there there, there there, was some times where he was pressured. looked like he bailed out of the pocket a couple times. I thought he was more off in that game. In this game, I do think he was off. But I think it was more of a result of things going on with the offense. Which mm-hmm. is, I thought... There was not much separation from the receivers. There were some drop passes. There was too much pressure. The Patriots did a nice job of disguising some coverages, getting to them. I thought they had free runners coming too often. That said, Josh was still off, and he wasn't the normal, you know, Josh Allen we've come accustomed to. I think there were more situations in this game where I would put it on the offense as a whole, but Josh himself said, and after the game, he said, the ball just didn't feel as right coming off his hand, right? And, I, you know, forgive the reference, but you understand you play golf enough now where (laughs) sometimes you go out there and you go, it's just the swing just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't like what's going on. I just played really well the other week. Why does the swing not feel right? It's not just that the balls are going where I don't want them to. It just doesn't feel right. I'm just kind of convoluted or whatever. Um, And he kind of, he didn't say that golf analogy, but that's the way I like to think about it. The way he described it, which is he said, it's a weird feeling when you're a quarterback and the ball's just not coming out of your hand quite right. So I think we can all probably relate in our own way with sports and maybe it's like Steph Curry who goes, you know, you know, two for 13 shooting out of three and he goes, it just didn't, it wasn't feeling right. You can have those days sometimes. I think that combined with the other things that were going on on offense really made for a sluggish and sloppy performance.
0: Sal Capaccio on the Western hotline here on WGR special New Year's Day edition of the show up on the Bulldog show sans Mike show who has got the day off today. Um, so on the offense and other things that are going on, are we do you think we're on, on the cut for already into a week of questions about digs? I know like I'm not listening to McDermott. We may air some of that later on for our audience. Uh, to hear, but I'm seeing on Twitter that the subject of his health has been brought up, and then the news conference got shut down before another reporter could ask a follow-up question about like I don't know like is there is there is there a whole new chapter of Diggs drama that's firing up here in the final week of the regular season um I which news, co- the today? news conference today shut the, down the, the zoom the the zoom call with McDermott today yeah. I just – Tim Graham said that he wanted to ask a follow-up about Diggs's snap count and that the thing got – before he could ask the follow-up, the, the – the, Oh, okay. Well,
3: I, I – okay, so from my perspective, I was on the call. Let me explain something, how I – I heard Tim ask the question. I did not hear Tim ask another one, but I don't know what happened there. I didn't know if Tim left okay. or if they didn't – like, I, it did seem weird to me that he didn't – like, sometimes you can – yeah. You think there's a follow-up coming, and there wasn't? So, wh- however Tim described that, that's fine. I, I I, don't know. that. I I did not, from my perspective, okay. I didn't think something got shut down. I would tell you that. Okay. Like, I, I think that Tim, he Tim, asked a question, yeah. and, tweeted, and then there was no question to follow up.
0: He tweeted that he was not given the opportunity to ask the Okay. follow-up, is how he put yeah, it. Yeah, and around. we don't know
3: that from, you know, I know when I, I'll tell you how it works. Like, if I ask a question, usually my mic is open still to ask another right. question. And I guess what he's saying is his was not. Yeah, um, or
0: or he. I, I think he might have said that they just ended the the, the Zoom call at that point.
3: Oh, they uh, might have. Yeah, they might have. So, so anyway. e- either way. So I appreciate anyway, you telling yeah. me that because I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know Tim tweeted that. Well, I did listen to hit the you whole with call. That, but
0: you didn't know. I didn't. I didn't mean to blindside you with that either. Uh, no, no, that's okay.
3: I'm glad you said it because that that's interesting perspective from him, the way he felt about that. But I would tell you from my perspective, I listened to the entire Zoom call, and I also listened to Joe Brady. They were both asked multiple questions about Stefan Diggs, and they both gave the same answers, which is. He's fine health wise. There's certain plays and personnel where they tag him out, and he does he's not out on the field, and it's just the flow of the game and game plan, and mm-hmm. there's nothing to kind of go down that road about. So I yeah, that that was now how much we want to read into that or think that that's you know, there's something else going on behind the scenes, I don't know. All I can tell you is what they answered, both the head coach and the offensive coordinator, um, in both those situations. In fact, there was a there was a question to Joe Brader where he was actually like very thoughtful in his response. He was asked about a certain time period in plays, and he said, "Well, let me go back and think about that." And he said, "And I think his follow- his answer was something to the effect of what I just said, which is, well, in that particular situation, you know, he wasn't in that personnel grouping. So I, I didn't feel that they avoided any questions personally, but Gosh. obviously, you know, obviously, you know, Tim didn't have a chance to ask ask his follow up question. Obviously, is what he says.
0: Yeah." well the, w- whether or not like all of that is um i like, i don't, I don't I'm, I'm certainly not trying to make something out of out of nothing or invent drama where there doesn't need to be any but the, the i mean the questions are being asked for obvious mm-hmm. good reasons um the production isn't there, and like we just said like i i I think if this team is going to go on here like you know get this game in Miami and go on a run in the playoffs. I feel like their passing game is going to have to be more explosive than it's been, and Diggs is obviously in the middle of that. And I just, you know, it's it's another it's another opportunity to wonder like where the big games have gone. The one box that hasn't been checked by Joe Brady yet is Diggs has a get off game.
3: Yeah, and you know Joe Brady said the same thing today. He said that he's got to find a way to get him going again, and like he put it on himself. And mm-hmm. I think Joe does that. A lot of the coaches do that a lot. You know, and sure. I do know Sean said about Josh going through his progressions, and that's part of it. But then Tim's question was specifically, well, you can't go through your progressions and not throw him if he's not even on the field, right? <laughs> I mean, that's really what he was asking, too. Like, it's, it's his snap count as well. Um, and again, like I said, it didn't... There was, I. There was nothing that maybe raised eyebrows, but it wasn't um, it was kind of a general response too about you know game plan and personnel and things like that. Uh, but Joe Brady did say that yeah. it's his responsibility to get him going a little bit more, and he needs to get him going. Sean said yesterday in post game, you can't have your number one wide receiver having this kind of production essentially, um, like we we've had and then continue to you know hope to have success paraphrasing but that's basically right. what he said uh, after the game yesterday.
0: Right well here here I think I don't know a Bills fan listening right now that isn't nodding going yes I <laughs> yeah. I I agree I mean it's it is great it's to their credit and and to Brady's creativity and the emergence of James Cook and Shakir and Kincaid to some extent as well that they've managed to win these games that they needed to win to set up this spot now it sort of feels like to me and I know you know this can be a trap I I would have said the same thing to you probably multiple times in the run up to the Dallas game I feel like you're going to play Miami and I know there's injuries there and concerns there i feel like you're probably going to need points and so i feel like Diggs is going to be in the focus again uh this week let me ask you this because I, my observation when when i really i brought this up to eric um and and his answer i don't say it alarmed me but he felt like i think it, it, the way he said it was something's going on there and he doesn't know what and that that sort of got my attention um what I what I'm kinda of wondering is if your your observations mine watching on T V, Sal, are that there's no there's no outward uh sign of trouble like we saw last year, right, in the playoff game, like demonstrative uh you know, gesturing and like Diggs does not at all to me, again, watching on T V only look like a frustrated player. You're watching these games in person. I know you're not just watching Stefan Diggs, but I think that's accurate, right? We would have heard if there was any kind of blow-up. Like, there was even a, a very close conversation he had with McDermott late that showed up on TV where they were, I don't know if they had their arms around one another, but they were very in tight talking, and it did not look like Diggs was, you know, having any kind of a, a you know trouble with anything that's happening.
3: I have not personally noticed or seen from my vantage point on the sidelines, any sort of issues in that regard, um, any sort of kind mm-hmm. of problems between Stefan and the quarterback, Stefan and the coach. Um, I watch sometimes, especially when like the throw, the deep throw that he didn't connect with, mm-hmm. which Josh didn't connect with him on yesterday. And those situations I watch a little more closely. How has he reacted as he goes off? seems like he's tired. <laughs> That's what it seemed <laughs> like to me. He's just, right. <laughs> I need a breather. He does take himself out of the game a little yeah, more often than I, I anticipate sometimes. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like, you could well, see
3: him waving people out and coming out. And, you know, self-preservation for him, um, you know, at this point in, of the season. And, you know, Stefan's not a guy. He doesn't take big shots. Even when he catches the ball, you notice he gets down a lot. He's mm-hmm. a guy, I think, that wants to, he knows the importance of staying available. And maybe that's right. part of it. I'm not really sure. But you know, I noticed that, and I'm sure people do. He takes himself out of the game sometimes.
1: Sure, I,
3: I haven't seen anything that would, um, you know, warrant any kind of you know alarm bells. In fact, interestingly enough, so I I read an article, and I was looking for I was just writing an article on Josh Allen today. <coughs> excuse me, and his neck soreness, and we should talk about it if you get a chance, but mm-hmm. um, in, with the injuries, but. I was writing an article about that and I went to look for a picture of Josh to put it on the article. So the way it works is we have these these images that we can rightfully use from different, you know, different companies. So I go and I look and I type in Josh Allen Bills and I happen to see a picture, I come across a picture of him and Stefan like kind of next to each other, looking like like kind of leaning on each other, talking to each other. I'm like, Oh, like a cool picture, like Oh, they're like, you would think two best friends are talking, right? Uh Uh And I read the caption and it said, Josh Allen, you know, and Stefan Diggs talk in the third quarter. And I'm thinking like, that's the kind of picture that tells me, oh, they're, they're, looks like they're discussing what's going on, but they're literally leaning into each other, talking to each other. And it just seems like two guys in any normal quarterback wide receiver situation, maybe, hey, Mm -hmm. sorry, I missed you there. Should have got it. Hey, what do you want me to do? That kind of thing. I just thought it was interesting that picture. It's the third quarter of the game because we're having this conversation.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Like that, you know. I, I am asking you because my, I, I, I think anytime this is all starting to get cranked up again because of his his usage, his playing time. Like, I, you know, I want to, you know, dot eyes and cross T's. Like, are you seeing any signs of trouble? Because I'm not, but you have obviously a unique and much deeper perspective uh, on that than i do and you know him taking himself out like we've all seen that happening in these games like, I don't even think that necessarily that's you know a, a, the coach's decision it's just the player taking himself out that's where the questions about whether he's healthy come from you know is he is he nursing something um, you know that's not you know holding him back from missing any practice time thus there's no injury designation but is there something that they've been sort of you know he's concerned about they're concerned about um, you know I feel like those are all questions we're, we're probably never going to get answers to
3: no I, I that's right I mean Maybe. I don't know. We don't really hear from him much in the media that much anymore. And and that was a, a thing last year at the end of the year when the season ended. And then we had the pictures from the Cincinnati game and the video. And that's how all this really started, right? I mean, let's be honest. It was just over a year ago. Um, uh, under a year ago, I guess, that all this started. So, um, you know, I, there's always going to be this yeah. until – because – It just kind of goes with the reputation of Stefan, I guess, for whatever reason. And then what happened last year, and maybe it's justified because of that. um, And we haven't heard from him. So anytime you have the lack of production, not necessarily even a lack of targets, I think you're going to have these questions come up. But I have not seen anything personally that would give me...
1: Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey-shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs!
0: Daddy, I just want
1: my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. Hm. Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix,
3: any sort of okay like there's an issue going on here he seems to me every time I look over at the sidelines in fact Bulldog when he wasn't on the field for the first series of the second half yesterday so I think that was the one we're talking about he wasn't Mm -hmm. on the field he wasn't on the field for the first series of the second half like my job I'm thinking is he hurt right we're talking what's going on so I walk down and I look he's just sitting on the bench normal and he's like talking to the other receivers, like in between. It was after the series, by the way, not during the series. He was just talking Mm -hmm. with other people like he normally would. There was nothing that I thought, A, there was an issue with him health-wise or B, with something he's upset about. And then, literally, as the team gets the next possession back, I said in in the microphone to our Producer and to to Greg Harvey and then also to to Chris and Eric who were listening to me. I said, "Hey, I'm going to check on Stefan here. Let's see if I can see him before he goes out there." And we all looked down and we all said, "Yep, there he is. He's standing up. He's ready to go on the field again." So it didn't seem like there was any issue going on there either.
0: Right. You mentioned alan came out of the game with this, you know, stinger. Did you say what what what's the story on him and, and everybody else from from the game? It, it seemed to me like they came out pretty healthy, but um you can. That's exactly
3: what him. Sean McDermott said. He said that you know. Um, he they came out you know relatively healthy or fairly healthy whatever word phrasing he used he said really the, the best way I would describe it is like there was nothing of significance. He said if there was somebody specific you could ask me about, there was nothing that he noted, and usually yeah. if you ask him, he'll tell you if there's something going on with somebody that we need to note, especially if someone doesn't finish the game. Everybody finished the game yesterday except for Josh Allen. Josh was the only one who didn't <laughs> finish the game, and, and because the only other guy that we even had a report on was Dawson Knox. He had, was being evaluated for a head injury. Then he went back into the game, obviously. Um, Sean said that Josh has neck soreness. Okay. He said he does not believe it will impact his practice status this week in any way.
0: All right, good. That's good news. And Micah Hyde came through clean. It was good to see him back on the field.
3: Yeah, it was good. And, you know, I he was the on-field interview I did post-game yesterday. You know, I wanted to track down one of the guys who's been around and, you know, with this game coming up and what it means to be back here. And, you know, I grabbed Micah and. He had a great big smile on his face. It was great to see. You know, he was, yeah. he was um, I, I think, in a really good spot, at least to me, from my eyes and ears after the game, talking with him and you know, what he felt about the game. And it was nice to see him come out of the game clean and you not know, have any injuries or worrisome you know, with what he's been going through. But at the same time, you know, I think that he was also really just proud and happy of where this team is after where they were.
0: Yeah. Real quick, I know we're, we're getting late here. Um, how big of a deal do you think it was for them to sit Von Miller down?
3: I think it's a big deal that becomes a bigger deal down the road. Um, right now, I don't think you can get into the weeds of it and just have to do what you have to do to win games. And then you deal with why it is, what it means, what it means going forward later. That's not the time right now. They're not cutting Von Miller. You know, I mean, they're not going to do that. Um, he's going to be a player on the team and he's going to be, assuming there's no legal issue or health issue, he's just going to be inactive if they choose that. Now, a different opponent next week, a team that, yes, they can run the ball, but they're going to want to throw the ball, and maybe you see him active next week. Maybe they feel that that's more of the game plan matchup. I do believe it's a significant deal, but I think at this point it's, hey, you you get through and you do what you do, and then, then you deal with it later, and we have those questions, and what was going on, what is going on, what does it mean for the future?
0: Excellent job, Sale. Thank you for all of this, and we'll talk again as the week goes on, man. You got it. That's our Sal Capaccio on the Wester Hotline. His appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Yeah, how about Miller being benched? We could talk about that. Uh, Digs. I'm, I don't want to use the D word, uh, but the, anything you say, the Diggs situation, Dig's drama, Diggs is playing time, Dig's is production. That's creating the conversation around Diggs. We can talk more about that as we move into the back half of the show, if you're so inclined. Lines are going to be open for you at 803-0550, so feel free to hop on in and join me. Mike Schope is off today, along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. Their resilient nature was on display in the second half, that first drive by our offense, as I mentioned, and then that last
2: exchange of the ball, the last series or two right there with, hey, we punt it, they go three and out, we get the ball back, our offense goes on a drive. That says a lot about who they are in terms
0: of their resiliency there. Bill's coach, Sean McDermott, talking about his team's ability to, you know, I guess in a nutshell, not be, be at their best. Uh, in all phases, and still end up winning the game, and they did close out the game strong, all the struggles on offense. And in the passing game yesterday for Allen, there were a couple of third-down throws on that final drive and then ultimately a third-down run by Allen that got them to kneel-down time to get the Patriots game, setting up a game next Sunday night, as it turns out, in Miami against the Dolphins for the AFC East and the number 2 seed, in the AFC Baltimore sewed up the one seed by beating the doors off the Dolphins yesterday. And in the process, Lamar Jackson, their quarterback has probably sewn up uh, the MVP. Glad to have you on for the ride with us here on new year's day. Happy new year. Happy 2024. I am the bulldog. Mike show has the day off. Zach Jones is along for the ride as well. Uh, Hey, good job. Twitter folks. You way to use the internet for good. When he used Twitter X uh, for good, a number of listeners steered me toward the week of the Denver game for any clue about Diggs. This does not have to add up to what's happening with his snap count uh, and his production, but a number of folks said the Denver game. He was, uh, he sort of popped up in in really a, a search. Uh, will get you a lot of results that are our headlines that are phrased similarly Diggs pops up on the injury report suddenly Diggs is on the injury report there was a back injury in the run up to the denver game that had him limited in practice for a couple of practices that week he still played that game didn't have any kind of a real game at all three catches on only five targets uh, it's a part of this sort of downswing in his season but I mean, that checks out uh, that, that, you know, he had at least that challenge going into that game. Hasn't been on an injury report, as I recall, at least not with that injury again since. Um, so what does that mean? Well, could it be a clue? Yes, it definitely, to me, could could be a clue. I shouldn't say definitely included in the same sentence. It's confusing, but it, it could be a clue. Um, he's healthy enough to practice fully. Him practicing fully, the way I understand the rules, uh, if he if he can practice, you don't have to write an injury designation. Even if you are worried about something that was bothering him earlier in the year, it, that I I think there is room for that kind of ambiguity. If he misses reps and you need to list him, then you do. But if he doesn't, if he practices full, there's no need to 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 put that. Uh, I I think that's how that goes. Um, so. I doubt we're going to get any clarity on that front from the Bills. I don't think they'd want to draw attention to it because, in the end, they could be harboring, hiding something that they're worried about with him, and that could get them in in could get them in some trouble with the league for not being, <laughs> excuse me, forthcoming uh, with injury status. But, again, at least the way I understand it, it's possible I'm mistaken, but I think I have a grasp of it. If he practices full, they don't have to – list a designation there uh at all it's when you miss reps and miss proud practice and get listed as limited that you pop up like that so he's practiced um let's not say there might not have been a vet rest day in there here there but there's been no injury designation since then but i mean you've ever had a back injury i mean i know they're not all the same but it's the kind of thing that can linger it can come and go and so it it would add up to me that the bills have been treating him more cautiously recognizing where they're at in the season where they're at in their own championship window timeline here they want to make sure that they're not burning the candle at both ends with him and if he already had mid-season an issue let's make sure we're taking care and not overdoing it um, you know, and, and that, that to me would explain if, if it was uh, like, I, I would understand the bills not wanting to elaborate too much more, uh, on it. Um, so I'm not sure i buy like the personnel package stuff. Um, and a lot of it, like, I feel like it's often cloaked in why, why aren't they putting digs in now when you come out to start the second half and he's not on the field for an entire drive, like that, that feels like a choice that's made by the coaching staff. So, to me, that stands out. But these plays during games where Diggs taps himself out, well, that's literally what, it, it, to my understanding, is literally what he's doing. He, he is choosing. He's tapping himself out. And I don't know if that's at the behest of the coaching staff because of any of this you know, concern from this uh, injury that was reported back in November before the Denver game. Um, but it's not, to me, the Bills saying, hey, get off the field. Again, the the start of the second half yesterday is in a separate category. But generally, in the flow of a game, we, we, you know, you watch these games as closely as I do. You see Diggs, right? It, it happened after the deep pass yesterday. Like, I just ran a long pass. Sal even said, what would you notice? You notice he looks like maybe he's tired because he just sprinted 70 yards. Like, okay, so he's coming out. That's That, to me, that's his choice. Um, so I don't think there's, there's a thing going on here where the Bills – uh are like intentionally limiting him at least not in all cases again the scenario at the start of the second half is is aside from this point uh because that clearly you're coming out to start the half and he's not a part of it for the drive that's you know that's a personnel grouping decision but it all just might be pitch count related and i doubt that they're going to want to elaborate much on it um so if he's on a pitch count then maybe taking a drive off to start the second half is is part is a part of that process um that that is going to be until i have more info that's going to be my best guess about what's going on with him playing like just barely above 65% of the snaps uh in the game yesterday 803-0550 is the phone number if you'd like to get in on the conversation would love to have you i am the bulldog mike show has the day off along with zach jones you are listening to wgr very cool having you along for the ride on this new year's day happy new year everyone welcome to 2024 and I, I, whatever I mean, it's, it's old news it's, you know, midnight made it made it past midnight i'm on a roll here with these uh these new year's eves love watching the the cheesy dick clark shows and all that watch, watch nashville uh country cr- whatever well new Year i i was in for all of it love it once the football game ended uh rode right past midnight good deal uh watch the fireworks on channel seven <laughs> the local fireworks it's all good this is our our new year's eve uh traditions he here's one um, you probably thought, hey, Mike's off, not going to be any fantasy talk. <laughs> well, guess again. The mighty Tunsel's gas mask with a 7-7 and regular season record made it into the championship round where we summarily lost to Joe Flacco. Don't adjust your sets. It's 2024 and a fantasy football champion. The the two teams, here's fantasy football maybe. Well, I shouldn't speak with any authority. The authority is off today. But how how silly is this? Two 7-7 teams meeting in the final. One quarterbacked by Joe Flacco. The other down to, this happened during the week. We were using, we were riding the mighty Nick Mullins at Tunsil's Gas Mask. Find out he's getting benched. So early in the week, I go shopping. I, you know what? Jacoby Brissett. I'm going to go with that. He's going in, veteran guy, good receivers. I'll, I'll trust that. And other playing San Francisco, I'm going to trust that he'll get some yards and that'll be a good bet. Oh, what's that? He's hurt now and he's not playing. Oh, let me see if I can go add another quarterback. Nope. We we're out of moves. So we had to go into the championship round of fantasy football with Dalton Kincaid in a quarterback spot. this is a second quarterback we had lamar even that wasn't enough it was uh, again joe flacco did us in (laughs) so i cannot believe it in joku too but i mean he's you know at least not a fossil but yeah we lost to flacco and we were down to jacoby brissett and then that got washed out i guess you know mullins got back in there but only nine points wouldn't have saved us we lost by 50 so thanks for coming derrick henry And thanks for coming, Travis Kelsey. Four points and five points. No, four points each from those guys yesterday. It's 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 hard to win in this league You get, i saw maybe um sigmund bloom one of our fantasy buddies uh tweeting earlier today that for the championship round there were a lot of high picks first round guys that would have really let you down yesterday Diggs was on that list kelsey was on that list henry wasn't on the list maybe he wasn't as high a pick this year but still he's he's a guy that's certainly capable of big days in the league and just did nothing uh on the day but um yeah, not have, not having a second quarterback because of the stupid moves rule that Paul has in his dopey league, um, cost us. Well, cost us. Like I said, Kelsey and Henry cost us more, and Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is the uh, is the uh, the the image of my demise here is is what it ends up being i cannot believe i just zach do we just assume that they're a wagon now oh the oh like they he's just gonna throw for me. 350 every week that's yeah. just it right that's how they, it goes now they scare the hell out of me i watch <laughs> watching that game and it was the jets like i'm not trying to be ridiculous
1: but like ninjoku is a problem like he's a real yeah. matchup nightmare and you have flacco yeah. who in quarterback years is 75 and just right. doesn't
0: care like he's I mean, he kind of open I'm gonna throw it to him and then Amari Cooper like who didn't even get to play because of a heel injury right he's been amazing this year quietly now you get Flacco he's just on a roll like like they scare the hell out of me yeah it's it's ridiculous but yeah it, it I, I I'm done maybe maybe he'll turn into a pumpkin in the playoffs uh but I, I it just feels like he's gonna drop back and throw it <laughs> maybe he'll throw it to the other teams once they play some better competition in the playoffs I don't know but. Suddenly I'm scared of Joe Flacco, and I lost a fantasy championship in part because he went off? Oh, my God. Uh, Craziness. Anyway, all right. Uh, I buried the lead there. We were in the championship game again. We got a pretty good operation over here. The word dynasty is being thrown around about the Tunsil's gas mask hierarchy here. That's me and my kid. Uh, Anyway fun year all right we're gonna take a time out and get you some or maybe all of uh sean mcdermott's meeting with the media from earlier this afternoon there were some questions about digs and his health and you get to hear all of that from well from the media and from sean mcdermott himself so that is headed your way right after this Mike Schop is off today along with zach jones i am the bulldog and you are listening to wgr